Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. We have left everything behind in Bamiyan. We are running out of cash. We can't go to the bank because they are too crowded. We fear for our life and most of the time we are just in hiding. It's September 2021. The Taliban have been back in power in Afghanistan for a few weeks and I'm on the phone with Nauruz Ali Atayi. Nauruz had spent about six months working as an interpreter for the New Zealand Defence Force in the region of Bamiyan, where he's from. That's a clip from the Voices episode that month. When the Taliban took over, Nauruz managed to get a refugee status visa to New Zealand just a day before the emergency evacuation flights by the NZDF ceased. But a bomb blast in Kabul airport meant he missed getting on that last evacuation flight. I was relieved when I got the visa. So, but after that, I got to know that the New Zealand government, you know, somehow ended their evacuation and we were not directly told by them. And do you have any idea when this second phase of evacuation might take place from New Zealand's side? Unfortunately, we I do not have no I don't have any idea when it will be start. Nauruz Ali finally arrived in New Zealand on the next Mercy flight a few weeks later. This is Voices with me Kadambri. I'd been in regular touch with Nauruz since he arrived in Auckland in October 2021. We'd exchanged messages and spoke a few times on the phone. But this is the first time we're actually meeting in person. It's been a long time coming and I'm pretty excited. I'm in an Auckland suburb trying to find his home right now. Ah, oh, cheers. Hi. Salam Naroz. Hey. <laughs> A month after he arrived, Nauruz Ali was joined by his brother Sultan Ali and his two sisters, Tamana and Marwa, who are 19 and 18. We're sitting in their living room on the floor with a traditional spread of nuts, dry fruit and tea, and it's quickly followed by some biryani and Afghani bread that Tamana's just baked. Well, you're lucky your sister's a good cook. <laughs> What would you eat otherwise? <laughs> Bread and butter. <laughs> It's nice to have sisters here. They always have someone who for the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. So. When you first arrived, I think it was October 2021? Yeah, yeah. And we spoke on the phone when you, after you arrived and yeah, you, were living, yeah. you were living downtown. Downtown, yeah. And you were in an apartment and I remember, I remember hearing in your voice that you were finding it really challenging and quite lonely. Definitely. How do you find life right now? Well, it was a bit difficult in the beginning because I first somehow cultural shock. I was alone in my room. No one was there. I didn't know anyone. Uh, I was waiting for my family so, so, so to join in. Thank you.
you know, once you go from one society to another society, you experience cultural shocks, there's different norms, different values, yeah. different traditions, different people that you find it a bit difficult to adjust. And now I'm, 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 I'm adjusted, I'm good, I'm happy. I like the culture here. I like the uh, the hard work, which Kiwis are independent hard workers. So they they really quite work hard. Once they are, as soon as they turn 18, they they separate from the families. So they join to the employment, you know, to the working industry. So I like that a lot. I I, I work as a full time at, at the moment uh, as a customer service specialist, one of the well known airlines. And besides that, I have met lots of friends. Besides, I, I, I go to gym to exercise and, most importantly, not taking advantage of my time here. You've spoken about the pros, and do you see any cons as well? Oh, the yeah, there are some cons too. So, like, uh, housing is quite difficult here. It's, it's very high, so it's, 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 it's not affordable. Life is so quiet here. People are not social. People are just uh, busy with themselves. Uh, it's quite, you know, everything is somehow isolated. So, as yeah. one of the New Zealand values, is it's quite good. I know it's quite good. Do you have to be independent in yourself? But at the same time, for for refugees who come to a country like New Zealand, it's a bit hard. If you don't know anyone, it's a bit hard. If anyone comes from different, like, you know, background, different community. If, if they don't know anyone in here, it's quite difficult. The system of life is quite difficult here. I've met many Afghan yeah. community leaders uh, who have helped me out a lot. So they have uh, helped me how to, you know, register for my driver's license. They have, most importantly, how, how to navigate to the society and um, how to, you know, be a good, responsible citizen. The four of them are gathered round after lunch on a call with Afghanistan. Their mother and other brother are on the line. It's usual that we miss our family, our homeland, the place that we were born there. It's with lots of um, with lots of ambition, with lots of memories that we had, that I had there. Lots of my friends, my families. It's obvious that I miss it. I hope to see them in here in New Zealand one day. That's the manna. She plans to study nursing after college. At first, it was a little bit quite hard for me because they speak very fast and they're taking note in computer, which was a little bit harder for me. But well, after uh, after a week, I get used to it and I was very good, better than better and I was very well and all the teachers really appreciated my work and they said you're really good, well done, those kind of things. Well, back in country in Afghanistan I had lots of friends. Life in Afghanistan was very social and it, in finding friends was very easily there. But in here it's quite different. Uh, especially when, when I, my first time when I go to college Every student, every single student, they were just busy with their computer or they had uh, friends and they talked to each other. They even did not know their name of their classmate. <laughs> I, I don't know even my name of, my name of um, classmates. I made two friends, which is one of them is from India, one of them is from Syria. 
Just only two prints, not more. It's the girls' day off from studying, working part-time at fast food chains and learning to drive. Things that at this point in Afghanistan would be impossible for girls. After two decades of war, the Taliban returned to power almost two years ago as the U.S. and NATO troops withdrew from Afghanistan. The hardline group has since implemented its strict interpretation of Islamic law, or Sharia, banning most women from workplaces and female education. Uh, when I heard that, that news, it was really heartbreaking news for me. That uh, uh, Not just for me, for all Afghan girls, those who are living in Afghanistan, those who are living abroad, and it was it's it was really bad news and heartbreaking, and that Taliban's don't allow girls to go to school to continue their education. Uh, education is a primary things that everyone needs to everyone. It's the right of the everyone that he or she needs to educate herself or himself. The Taliban did not allow girls to go to school. Can't continue their education. They can't work. Um, just sitting at home is something very difficult that no one wants to do, no one wants that one. Marva, the younger sister, has got dreams of being a lawyer. She's been in touch with her friends back in Afghanistan regularly since the ban. Like, in here, I, when I just talk about my situation, like, they are just kind of wishing to have the, to be in the situation that I am. Because like I've got anything that I can I can work I can study I can drive I can do anything that they cannot do, and it is like very very disappointing for them. They're like really disappointed uh, when I just talk to them like they're so hopeless, and when I just talk to them, I cannot just control myself because like it is really hard being in that kind of situation. Do you think that this might change in the next few years? Um, I hope. I'm, I'm hopeful that it may change. Uh, I will use every opportunities, every few opportunities that I have. Uh, I will try in here uh, to be a very successful person that everyone knows that Afghan girls can do everything. They are not uh, those who are uh, those. They are not the people that uh, uh, that says in news that Afghan women are uh, powerless or they can't educate. They can go to school. They can go to uni. I know that Afghan women are very powerful, and they can do everything that they and they want. Just they need to start. They need they need someone to inspire them, to motivate them. And also they need a very good supporter as well. That's the main thing, I think. The family have other siblings left behind in Afghanistan and they're all struggling with this ban. Some were halfway through school, others almost graduating. For Nauros, there's no rationale that justifies the ban. They haven't provided any logic. They have studied, you know, uh, in religious schools. They are, they are not educated at all. They didn't go to, you know, most of them, they're, they're, they're just their own interpretation of Islam. They don't know what Islam says. They don't know what are the values, the Afghan values, the Afghan culture, and most importantly, what the Afghan wants. The Afghan wants a proper community, a democratic government, which everyone can see it in themselves, and mostly going, going to the, seeing uh, girls going to the schools, having everyone educated, employment. I can see tens of thousands of... Uh, they have been banned 
from schools and there is no proper logic for so what will happen to the future we will have a, it, it will be a dark future for Afghans at all you will have an uneducated family at the end of the day and what are the possibilities of Afghans like yourself being educated overseas and perhaps you know some point returning to help build the country again Well at the moment as long as the power the Taliban are in power it seems impossible for me to return but I will definitely try on every single avenues and single platforms that I can advocate for the Afghan girls and in general for the Afghan youths so I can do something for them and most importantly I can reach out to the international media and, and to the international outlets so that I can advocate for them Nauruz Ali, his brother Sultan and sisters Tamanna and Mara talking about their new lives in New Zealand pursuing their dreams here in Auckland while hoping for better days in Afghanistan. That's Voices with me, Kabanbri Ragukumar. Every week I bring you a story from all around New Zealand talking to people from all around the world who live here. If you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find Voices episodes on the RNZ website where you can also find other great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Today's episode was mixed by Flo Wilson. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit botoxcosmetic.com. That's botoxcosmetic.com.